hope for society and the planet as a whole or whatever is that there is hope. Like you have to have it. You need a belief. It doesn't matter what it's in. You need to have hope just like for the future. Welcome to Theater Simple's Park Bench. Park Bench is a whimsical site-specific art project with a serious agenda. We simpletons set up our seven-foot-tall rolling hill complete with potted palm tree and pink flamingo and then ask folks to have a seat and consider a big idea from literally a different perspective. We then digitally record that conversation and podcast it to the world. The week of September 17, 2011, we set up shop at the University of Nevada in Reno and asked students about their lives, their plans, their school, and in these challenging times, their hopes for the future. Thanks to everyone who stopped to talk, you all rock. During three very hot September days in Reno, we logged over 70 interviews, and from these chats, we have done our best to sketch the community of a university, its pride, its hopes, and concerns. We hope this three-part podcast series sparks conversation and interest in what makes a campus tick. And now we present the University of Nevada, Reno, part one. That's us, just outside the student union. Come on over and have a seat. What made you decide to stop and talk to me? I saw the bench and it looks super rad. What, what's <laughs> rad about it? Well, first of all, I'm on like a pedestal. See everyone. I don't know. It's just rad. It just caught my attention, so I was like, I want to sit on the bench. Well, and it's it's interesting to kind of be like looking at a familiar place a little different. Yes. Oh, that's true. A new perspective. What are you studying? Um, I am studying education. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, in the uh, dual program, uh, doing elementary and special education. So I'm gonna probably end up. Uh, teaching fourth or fifth grade and doing just you know every subject you can think of reading math mm -hmm. science writing and just you know want to instill knowledge in you know the new generation I'm currently undeclared I honestly have no idea what I want to do with my life what interests you um people so mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe anthropology I love traveling that's like my greatest passion mm -hmm. of all time so hopefully something to do with traveling what is be. it about traveling that turns you on oh my god um new places new people new experiences just newness i guess what are you studying right now um mechanical engineering and what are you hoping to do with that uh in the next while build some pretty crazy stuff yeah what sort yeah. of things are you interested in um well i'm trying to get into aeronautical engineering but mechanical is just a fallback but I want to build planes. What are you studying? Mechanical engineering. Oh, what do you want to build? Um, anything. I don't care what it is. What draws you to it right now? Big things like bridges and buildings or? Just building in general, period. I like building stuff, so. Yeah? When did you start building stuff? When I was like four or five. What was the first thing you built? Um, a Lego castle. What made you come here? Uh, for nursing school. Are you you're studying nursing? I am. Tell I'm... me about that. Um, well, I've always wanted to be part of the health community and work and help people at an individual basis. So, Tell me more about that. When did that start? Um, since I was little, like five years old. I was in and out of the hospital myself all the time due to illnesses of all sorts. So I decided to pay it back and come here and do nursing. Um, I am in community health science. I'm a pre-med. I'll be a doctor in the future. 
ever since I've been, well, I guess say since fifth grade, I've always cared about people. I've loved learning about the body, learning how to fix it, mend it in different ways, learning how the body heals itself, how it deals with disease. I want to be an archaeologist. I've always kind of wanted to be an archaeologist because I love history. I love literature. And I just think it would be really fun to go out and actually find the history that's just laying there waiting for people to come get it. I'm a poli-sci major. I'm also a history major. I um, focus in theory with poli-sci and I focused in immigration from the 1920s in history. Now how did you manage to put those two together? I needed a political science degree and I needed a history degree in order to become an education lobbyist. So I figured if I'm going to do that, let me have some fun with it. Tell me about being an education lobbyist. I want to make sure that teachers get paid. They are the cornerstone of our society. Without them, we, we can't educate our youth. We can't um, move our economy. Plus, the public education is the great equalizer. What's your take on the university at the time that you've been here? Oh, I love it. I'm actually born and raised in Reno, so um, I, I lived on the south side of town and now I move up here and I mean, I, I just love it even more. It was just always a thought I'd be here. I mean, I knew they had a great engineering program when that was kind of where I decided I wanted to go and um, a lot of my family's here and even though I moved out, I mean, I still have that big family influence in my life and have them all here and then I have Lake Tahoe and the outdoors and all that stuff. I mean, it's something hard to give up. You always feel welcome no matter where you're at. Everywhere you're at, everyone's here to help you, and it's just a good feeling. The reason I'm a fifth year student is because I couldn't finish in four years, because they cut some of the classes, so they're only once every fall semester, every other year or something, so I couldn't graduate in time. Yeah, a lot of my friends said they were going out of state, and a lot of them did, but I, I like Reno. I, I think this is a good university, and... I wanted to come here. Also, it's got some really good faculty that are very interactive with students. Oh, the university is just great. It's way better than ULB. Everybody, everybody over here is friendly. Yes. A lot more friendly. We have a very friendly campus. Very friendly campus. Everyone's always ready to help if you need it. Pretty safe place. Oh yeah, pretty safe place. The community or the community around here, I feel, is safe and clean. Um, my, I mean, it's a little scary at night, of course, with all the since we're in the city itself. But as far as that, I feel that they prepared everything. Uh, emergency telephones are at every corner, and I feel pretty safe. Uh, I think that the university has a lot of organizations and programs that really draw students in. But um, it doesn't target the, target the non-traditional students, it just targets the ones that are already interested in looking for a group or something to join that really connects them to the university. You know, I really like the teacher and student interaction, because if you go up to the teacher, I mean, uh, sometimes in the classroom it's difficult, but if you go up, the teachers are always very helpful, and they, they really pay attention to you, and if you go to their office hours, I haven't had a problem yet with the teacher. <laughs> They've always been super helpful, and also the, the, this campus is beautiful. You can do internships, you can do clubs, you can do intramurals, you could, I don't, there's so many things to do. And I think it's nice that we can have that diversity. And, um, and I think everyone's pretty supportive of all the clubs. I think class sizes are too large to be really interactive and to really have a good learning experience environment, in my opinion. Like my math class has over 200 people in it. And I always sit front row because that's the only way I can pay attention. But I think that to improve that, you could cut, cut class sizes, 
bring in some more teachers, but I know that's a hard thing to do, especially with our current budget problems. Something I've noticed is that the university appears that they're less and less supportive of student organizations and different things like that. Like, they're not really, you know, going really out there to help students, and that really disappoints me. This campus, uh, it definitely prepares you for, for work experience, uh, especially I'm in a, my major is community health sciences. Mm. A lot of the classes force you to do things outside the class. Currently, I'm a radio host for Wolfpack Radio. It's called The Funk Zone, and I basically play old school music from the 70s. My freshman year at UNR, I went to USF to do a little tour to see if I wanted to transfer, and looking at that campus compared to this campus, I realized that UNR is much better. It's so much bigger and has better programs and lots of activities and the studies are really nice. It's cool because it's like an equal playing ground now. Everybody's here, they're looking for what they're going to do in their life and they don't know. So everybody's just kind of looking for that. They're all going to work together to help each other find out what they want to do and how they're going to get there. And um, it's different than like high school where there were tiers of students. There were like honors, there were AP, and then, you know, there were just the regular students and everybody kind of like felt inclined to be in cliques and stuff like stupid stuff like that and now everybody's just kind of working to do good well biology is just amazing because there's so much you can like explain I mean, I know biology is applied chemistry, which is applied everything else, but it's just amazing because we, we look at the world and we go, why is that? And we look at like critters and other things that fly and buzz and grow, and you go, well, why do they do that? What, what makes them that? What makes them special? What makes them different? The human body is so perfectly put together, and it's just, it's amazing, and it blows my mind every time I learn about something new in biology. It's just, it's fa fascinating and fabulous. So what, so what makes you happy? What is it about either what you're doing, what you're studying, what you're thinking about that makes you really happy? It's the people, really. Yeah? It's the people that are involved. In layman terms, I'm here to really enjoy myself and become more experienced in the theater, not necessarily going the straight route, but mm -hmm. kind of zigzagging along the way. And I believe that if you do zigzag instead of taking that route that gets you just straight there it's in those meandering roads that you find you know answers to questions that you never knew existed i think nowadays everyone stresses out over money and they don't take time to look at the little things in life like, do, you, do you believe money equals happiness no i think doing what you know makes you happy is the most important thing whether it be helping people out or owning your own business or dancing or mm -hmm. I think that's the greater things in life. So I always talk to my dad right and then you know my parents and they always tell me like oh get a job so you can make some money because they're in the position of like they, they're supporting a family, so they realize how important mm -hmm. their job is. So they look at right. you and they tell you, like, you need to get a job, you need to make money, you need to right. fit, you need to be able to support. Right. And then, but I talked to my grandparents, and thank you, actually, my great-grandparents, too. And um, uh, they always told me, they'd always sit me down at family reunions and always tell me, like, David, pick a job for happiness over money. Because they're at the end of their lives, the end of their career, and they realize, like, they may have squandered 40 years of making money and being unhappy. 
So if you're studying mechanical engineering, is that something that makes you happy? Yeah. I think the idea of, of it making me happy is is completing something something good uh-huh. and knowing that you made that you had like a good quality of uh, that you built a good quality structure <laughs> well tell that's an interesting concept the idea of doing good in the world why why is that important to you um well i think if we don't try to do that now what's the world going to be like in a few more years or even 10 years from now if we're not trying to help each other out I guess as nurses, or being in the nursing program now, we've been taught to, you know, watch out for everyone else. And, you know, it's not just about ourselves, it's about those who we take care of. And, you know, it starts with us and making sure that we're bettering ourselves before we help other people out. What do you think is more important, knowledge or experience? I would probably choose experience just because, you know, knowledge is something that, you know, it stays with you for, you know, however long that you can remember it. Mm -hmm. Whereas experience, it'll stay with you for a very, for your life, basically. It'll stay with you for a lifetime. And you can use that experience to instill more knowledge in somebody and then they can have that, use that knowledge to create another experience and so on and so forth. Do you think you might try to use that with your... Uh students? Yes, I do believe I will actually use that for my students. I think it's it's a totally different aspect when you actually are on the other side. You know, when you're on the side of patient, you see them helping you and stuff, but it's a totally different aspect when you're the one helping them. It, it just, every day I come to work and I'm happy about doing it. Just helping those people out. And what makes know, you, what makes you happiest this, about it? That's a, great, that's a great thing. Get to see the smile on their faces and see that I'm actually helping them, you know, get healthier or maintain a healthy lifestyle. You never know what, where life's going to take you. And mm -hmm. so if you take every moment as if it was your last and live, you know, live your life the fullest, you're going to get more out of it than if you stress over the little things in life, like money or, you know, not having a boyfriend. It's really important to know where we came from as humans. So many people lack perspective of other nations, other cultures, mm -hmm. other people, and they don't really understand how different people can be even though they're all still human. Every culture is different. Every culture works for the people of that culture in a different way. And it's just really important to have a perspective on how humans are different and to respect other people for being different. community means to me as a person means everything. Everyone you interact with, everything you come across, it's all a com community. I mean, there are little communities, there are big communities. I mean, if you want to get into the whole on earth, we're all one big community. In America, we're one big community. In Reno, we're one, one little community. On campus, we're one small community. In my house, I mean, we're a community too, if you want to put it that way. Community-wise, you all got to be together, working together, being able to compromise when things get rough. And all in all, just 
being friends, working out, having fun together. Um, caring about your community, um, not breaking the laws, you know, it's pretty, pretty basic stuff, but if you add to your community, as you know, not just take things away from it, then, then you're a good citizen, in my opinion. Um, as cheesy as it may sound, it's just kind of like teamwork. You kind of just got to be cooperative with each other. Um, uh, you got to be open to new things because you can't, if you're narrow-minded, then you're not going to get anything done. It's like a project. If you have a group of people and you want to call all the shots, then it's just going to be your project and uh, not everybody's going to be satisfied with that. So uh, in a community, you got to work together to get something done how everybody wants it. Pretty much people around here are nice. Uh, in Las Vegas, they're not quite as nice. Um, and also, I mean, they're willing to help you. If you ever need help, there's always someone there. Um, I think what it means to be a good citizen is to be interactive with, within the community itself, to put yourself out there and get involved in the different political spectrums and really get your opinions voiced, not just through like these kinds of different political like actions, I guess, mm -hmm. but also through voting and those kind and those kinds of things. I think that's what it really means to be a citizen. My idea of citizenship is more of a legal situation. We as a country need to figure out what it is, A, we want a citizen to be, and B, what we want from a citizen. There is more writing on what a citizen isn't in our country and in our constitution and in our um, penal codes than there is what a citizen is. It has a lot to do with uh, respect. Like a community works when everybody who's a member of it respects each other. Like a lot of people say respect has to be earned and I think respect is something that's initially there that people lose if they do something stupid. I think if there's a support system it's really good. You know, I will have to move someday for dental school and I I'm probably won't know anyone. And I really am going to choose a school that has a good support system where like they really support you in learning and developing and growing as a person. The support is so important. I, I lived in a, a dorm. A, I, I'm a part of WISE, Women in Science and Engineering. And it is a small group of 36 girls. All of us are scientists or engineers of some sort. And we just supported each other. We went to the same classes. We were able to form study groups. It Just having the small little pockets of community is just amazing. There's so much to do for everybody. If you don't like one thing, there's like 200 other clubs you can go join. and It's just so nice. You, you, you can always find people. What sorts of clubs are you part of, or what sorts of things do you do here in the I'm university? I'm in Delta Gamma, um, the sorority. Are you still part of the sorority? Uh, yes, I am. I, it's good and bad, like we're very close-knit to each other, but rather than helping another sorority out, we're more inclined to help like our own people. What I do like is that we're all very close and we help each other out and you know you just can have a certain look and then someone knows exactly how you feel and then they'll come and help you out and you can call them at three in the morning if you had car breaks down just they're always there to help you with whatever you need. Have you found um, in your life you've had a mentor or a role model or somebody who played a part uh, in your definitely life? Definitely my father. When I was younger, my mom passed away, 
So he was just always there, him and my brother, they were always there, you know, to push me during sports and during school and make sure I always kept on top of everything I had to do. She's my chemistry teacher, but she's also my wise mentor. And she really kind of opened a lot of doors for us and she just absolutely helped us, all of us wise girls, into becoming into our own and really getting confident and really knowing the campus. She was there for us whenever we needed her. And she really kind of put us into the college role slowly which was good because we, you know, we all came star-eyed and doe-eyed and just like, oh, look at the college. <laughs> and then was she kind of like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. Go do it. Just having somebody to talk to, okay? Not just, oh, where is this building, but someone to literally talk to. Somebody who understands what a fall wall is. <laughs> somebody who understands, okay, algebra isn't my best subject. Let me find someone to help you. Mm -hmm. So forth and so on. That helps so much and it helps with retention too on the other side because if you don't feel like you're all alone in the world and somebody is would at least point you in the right direction for you to help yourself mm -hmm. then that's the equivalent of giving somebody bootstraps that didn't have boots to begin with if you had to if you had to like tailor make your happiest future what, what would you do Oh my gosh, I would probably research different cultures, learn about them. My professor studied in East Africa for two years. Oh wow. And I just find that so fascinating. She just researched them and she's learning about them. She had to um, put herself into their situation. Just, It's just so rad. You completely, it, it's almost enlightening it seems to put yourself in a completely new world. What are your hopes for what you're doing right now? I mean, I um, need to graduate in like the next 18 months. That's my goal. Right. I want to go to, um, I want to get my master's in Louisiana and I want to start an education program down there because I figure in the United States, if you can prove that quote unquote dumb backward southerners can improve, then hey, everybody can do it. I'm working on trying to build a job. So you got to sign applications, a lot of applications. Got to do a lot of resumes, a lot of resumes. You doing? You trying to find work in the field? Or are you trying to just find anything that'll pay? Anything that pays for right now. Yeah. So, because I I just got an apartment with a friend of mine, and I got enough to survive for two months. Then after that, I'm back to the homeless shelter. I I think I'll be fine. Though. I could find a job in the month. Where do you see yourself in ten years? Like I said earlier, I find myself hopefully building things that people in the future will be able to use and be a big part of society. I hope in 10 years that uh, I'm just uh, fresh out of the Marines and I uh, can start my uh, deception analyst programs, uh, open up my own uh, practice with it. Uh, that's why I'm majoring in sociology and psychology. I'm majoring in biochem and I, in 10 years, I see myself actually hopefully being a voice actor. I, I really want to be more accomplished as a voice actor than I do as a scientist. I'm an engineering student mm -hmm. and I see myself building things that people can use and I, there's some things around that need fixing and I think that it's a good idea to work together and fix it up. I 
I want to focus journalism onto into uh, writing magazines, especially. I like talking to people and writing pieces about the community and stuff like that. <laughs> I hope to get involved in um, in government. I think that's something that's a good thing to pursue. I think that's something that'd be really interesting for me. But then also I did speech and debate in high school, and I also do it here at the university. So that, that's what, those have always been topics that I've been really interested in. In the special education, it's uh, you know I'm going to be um, modifying the my uh, curriculum just a little bit so that I can you know help them to f have a fulfilling life. I drive a city bus that uh, free spirit that you see to your right. I think uh, free transportation, especially mass transportation, is a great alternative to our future. And if we allowed, in fact, if we made mass transit free across the board throughout the United States. Perhaps we can get people out of their vehicles and into that transportation. I plan on being a fireman, um, and you don't really need a degree to be a fireman, but it helps, and uh, especially if I ever want to, you know, move up, get a promotion at all. <laughs> I, ca I care about the community, so I'll, you know, if I can help out. It, it is my hope that the audience kind of wise up, say, hey. Arts are important. Mm -hmm. Let's go see the show. And truly, some of the people I've talked to, they have gone to shows before and really not expecting a whole lot out of it, but leaving, having been either touched or profoundly moved. I do plan on, uh, you know, traveling a little bit and mm -hmm. you know, teaching English in other countries. Oh, great! So, yeah, I'm actually really wanting to use my teaching and you know basically using it for a global happiness. What would you say your grandmother's? My great-grandmother. Your great-grandmother's best perspective would have been on the life that she's led going to the future of you. Although she grew up during 1920s, she was a nurse. She was educated. She went to a historical black college. So her statements to me were, don't forget what everyone else has done because everything is progress. Everybody moves progressively. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to move two steps further than your mother was able to move. I was able to do this, this, and this, but I was never able to get an equal wage for just being mm -hmm. a female nurse versus a black female nurse versus a white female nurse. I never was able to get an equal wage, even though I had 50 years experience by the time I got ready to retire. Wow. So what you need to do is find a way to get two steps further than your mother. And that was how she, that's what she told me, mm -hmm. is that in order to show progress, everyone needs to be able to move two steps in front of the person behind them. I really hope that we're able to kind of branch out, be more, um, not as judgmental towards other uh, countries or other uh, different religions or different people from ourselves, since most of the time we get biased opinions and we listen to our own, we listen to people who agree with us most of the time, but I think we need to branch out our ideas and make sure that we know about other people's cultures and diversity. I, I come from a family where, you know, family is really important, but, you know, at the same time you got to be able to provide for that family, and that's, you know, my main goal. I feel like you know we're all here to get an education and to get that education is once you have it you want to go and do something with it and you know that's my goal. My goal is to 
you know, when I leave college to have a job ready and to be able to, you know, work in that job and then someday start a family and someday support that family. I think it goes as simple as this, that this is a, a universal thought, but I find that of all the creatures in the, in the world, in the universe that we know of, unless you, unless you believe in UFOs, we're the only ones that need help with our transportation. Does that make us weaker or stronger? And I think if, if the answer is perhaps weaker, then maybe we should start maybe going about our own business like the rest of nature, and, and maybe we'll stay healthier that way. I think Dr. King said it best. We need to judge a person on their character instead of the color of their skin. And regardless of how much we tell people they're color blind or we're, um, we figured out how to be equal. We still haven't done that. And we haven't figured out how to be not only equal amongst race, but also equal amongst gender. And it's not so much necessarily a cultural problem as it was then, as it is a policy problem now. I think there's a lot of things that could change, but they probably won't. I think there's a lot, a lot of violence out there that, like, in the media and different things like that, I think that really affects the way people grow and develop. And, um, I think that children are seeing more and more of that and it's really affecting your community as we age and new generations, but I feel like that's not, no one's ever going to change it. No one's going to take it away to make it better, so it's almost like there's all these ideas that could have been better in the past that won't be implemented, I think. I self-study mm -hmm. and I find that type of education far more um, educational than the boxed-in type education or structure that you see here. In freedom, you can really race through it all and find it all if you're lucky. My hopes would probably for the future would be like just continually uh, just strive to be uh, as you know the best I can and uh, instill the, the most knowledge I can to the future generations. I'd love to be in a less less fortunate community is that the right word and I'd like to be working there and maybe offering lower health care like if if that's possible. If I've been given this opportunity to go to school and to learn something, not everyone gets to do that. And I should, I think all of us need to remember why we're going to school. It's, it is to better ourselves, but it's better the community too. I think we do have to give back to the community. Yeah, there you go, give back. I don't think our society is in great shape. A lot of people think that too. I know a lot of people think that because I talk to people. And I know we just need to, it's like, one. you know, you wake up and times are tough in your life. You just gotta wake up and go, one more day. Just one more day is all I need, one more day. And you just keep saying, one more day, one more day, one more day. That's what we need. We just need to be reminded every day that it'll only get better if we just work at it. I want to be someone who knows a little bit about everything, just a little bit, you know, whether it's learning a different language or learning how to do something new in the community, whether it's running for an office, it's just something new. And I think that, that there's a lot of good coming out of the future. I, I know a lot of people say that there isn't, but I think there's a lot of good things coming. And I think that if everyone would stop maybe looking at everything as though it's going to end and maybe that it's going to start again. I think we'll be okay.
Now, how's your experience been up here on the park bench? That was fun. Break out of your shell. Not what I was thinking. I thought yeah, I we were just going to come up here and sit and look and wait. I didn't know we were going to get, you know, interviewed. This is cool. Yeah. I mean, you guys have a fascinating display going on right here. Yeah? You, you, you basically <laughs> wanted to be part of the art, right? Yes. Thanks so much for listening to Park Bench and the first of our three-part series from the University of Nevada, Reno. Many thanks to the people of the campus who shared their thoughts and dreams with us. Thanks also to the Performing Arts Series at the University and most especially to Chris and CJ without whom this iteration of Park Bench would not have been possible. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, you can contact Theater Simple at thsimple at gmail.com. And you can learn more about Theater Simple at theatersimple.org. That's T-H-E-A-T-E-R simple dot O-R-G. Our music is the work of the amazing Chandra Cogburn, and you can find out more about her work at ChandraCogburn.com. That's C-H-A-N-D-R-A-C-O-G-B-U-R-N.com. The Park Bench interviews were conducted by Lisa Holland and Andrew Litsky, that's me, who also edited this episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you on the park bench someday. Have a seat, and tell us your thoughts. We'll tell the world.